Suicide is a tough topic, but the Washington County Reach for Hope Suicide Prevention Coalition wants you to know that there is always hope. We are a caring community reaching out to provide compassion and hope for a community free of suicide. In the next half hour, we'll talk with community partners to identify risk factors, raise awareness, and discuss prevention strategies. Hello, and thanks for joining us on another episode of Reach for Hope. I'm Melissa Anderson. You know, a survey conducted in May of 2022 reported that nearly half of LGBTQ plus youth seriously considered suicide just in the past year. Crisis support networks for these youth have found rising rates of suicidal thoughts among trans youth and LGBTQ plus and youth of color. With me today to talk about those at high risk for suicide is Sarah Osler. She's the president of the LGBTQ plus the club right here at Utah Tech University. And her friend and also uh, is a vice president of activities for the multi I can't even say this. I knew this was going to happen. Multicultural Student Inclusion Center here at Utah Tech is Najee Malone. And you're also a program intern at Encircon Circle. Correct. Welcome to both of you. Sorry, that was a mouthful. Uh, it feels like a Monday. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for joining me today. Now, first of all, Sarah, how long has the LGBTQ plus club been here at Utah Tech? So I was contacting some of the former presidents of the club, and we were dating it back to 2009 to 2010. So it's been here for a really long time. Wow. And so it's been growing as the years go on, correct? Oh, exponentially. About how many members do you think you have right now? Or do, you, do they become members, or how does it work? They become members. So we have a forum called BlazerLink. So we have about 250 people just on that. But, yeah. That's nice. I mean, if it, it's very inclusional, as we were, as I was trying to say earlier, and I couldn't say it. And Najee, for those who don't know, explain to us what Encircle is. We've had people on the show before talking about Encircle and how supportive that group is as well. Okay. Encircle is basically a LGBTQ youth home. Um, we host ages 12 through 25, uh, where we hold daily events and whatnot and activities Mondays through Fridays. We are open three to eight here in St. George. And there are different locations here in Utah County. And um, it's basically where we have a lot of students and a lot of grownups who want to come and just chill and hang out, eat food and, you know, have a great time. Right. And be with like-minded people, correct? I mean, correct. that's what this is all about, inclusion. Um, and Sarah, why do you think that many of these youth, we're talking about suicide, suicide prevention, why, why they're struggling with thoughts of suicide? I mean, obviously anxiety and even depression. Obviously not everybody is accepting of their choices. Yeah, for sure. From my personal experience and what I've seen, it really does come from when you see the society not accepting you, you seem to isolate and not let people in. It causes anxiety of, well, if people find out, they're going to leave me. I know for me personally, I was so anxious that my family would find out. I was so anxious that my friends would find out. So afraid that my bishop would find out. And everything I had, every social interaction I ever had would be instantly lost. And so that formed a lot of anxiety within myself. And I've noticed in a lot of other individuals same thing has happened. They isolate themselves, which forms depression. They see that society isn't accepting of those identities. So then it sends them into a form of, well, if society doesn't accept me, I can't be a part of society. If I don't belong in society, 
then why am I still here? Yeah. You don't, you don't feel like you belong anywhere, Mm -hmm. but that's not true. Yeah. You've found that out, right? Oh yes. And and the church actually, (laughs) you mentioned your bishop. So I'm assuming that's, you know, Jesus Christ of church of Latter-day Saints. Is that correct? They just recently came out and talked about how they're going to start accepting that. Is that correct? Correct. How, how does that release a little bit of that stigma? If I'm being completely honest, it does help to a certain degree, but I don't think that has gotten rid of the the stigma. They've just said that they agree with same-sex marriage being okay, I don't know, or in a legal sense. So the church still says that it's not okay in their church, so it's still kind of a hard issue. It's a, it's a touchy thing. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of an un, unsafe feeling in a way. Um, Najee, the statistics that we talked about are staggering when it comes to those youth who are also of color. And this appears to be a double stigma that they face. Tell us about your experience. What can we do to break down these stereotypes and these stigmas? And how do you handle that? Oh, that's a tough question. <laughs> um, I think being open and honest with yourself, um, I n- never had like a personal experience as to, like as far as like this happening. Um, just being honest with yourself and being honest with others about who you are and who you want to be, and just like you know, be open, or be open minded at least, even with your parents, your friends, your peers, your teachers, professors, anybody, um, like. So they don't you can break down that stigma of not having to feel afraid of, you know, you're a person of color being in the LGBTQ plus community. Like you are allowed to be open minded and free and of yourself and have no one judge you at all. Right. And do you and do you then notice this? happening in in at encircle do you guys you said you met you meet together you get together you talk about it you have fun events and things does that help a little bit it does um we do have friendship circles that uh we have groups of people who come together and you just talk about their feelings of like what's going on throughout their day um and you know some things that they have like problems with and they want to address and so a couple times i have facilitated some of those friendship circles and it's very heartbreaking to see some of these students and some of the adults who feel um, necessarily down, especially here in St. George, because they can't openly express who they are because it's just not that like type, the type of environment here is just not great for them at all. Yeah. So they're not being accepted is what you're saying. Um, So what do you say to someone who isn't, you know, kind to someone who are, who identifies as a different gender and isn't this kind of a form of bullying? Can you elaborate for that? Elaborate for me. Like. Uh, well, you know, like, um, so if someone was to come out and say, well, you know, I don't agree with you. Mm. Um, and or they may be making friend, uh, fun of you f- with their friends. Um, do you do you tell them do you say something to them do you speak out is that the proper thing to do or do you just ignore them and walk away um because i think until you stand up and like you were saying accept how you're feeling and and say hey knock it off or that isn't the you know you don't have the right to judge me right um how you would handle that versus how how do you handle them or how how would you advise someone to handle someone who might be bullying them I have seen a couple instances where um, some students 
for say at the Pride Fest here in St. George. Some students did do some backlash to the protesters, um, but they didn't do much. They just, you know, kindly spoke to them like, hey, like we're here because we want to be here and we're here, here to openly express ourselves without any cause or any trouble or anything like that. And, you know, they kind of handled it in a very nice situation and nothing like too rowdy or anything like that. And so they just talked to them and say like, hey, like we're not here to cause trouble or anything like that. We're just here to be ourselves. So in other words, the message from your side of things is to be kind. Yes. And to, and to, and to, and to reach out with kindness when you're receiving not so kind. Right. <laughs> and how would you handle that? How would, how, what would you say to that? My best way that I've ever dealt with this is truly reminding them of my humanity, of reminding them that I'm just like them. But not only am I just like them, I'm just like their daughter or their son or their aunt or their uncle because I really think change is made when they see someone that they love. Like, for instance, in my personal life, people that I express, hey, just to let you know, like, I am a part of that community then they learn a different sense of the community and they're like, wait, but I love you. And then they're conflicted with, well, can I love you? But then I don't like the LGBTQ community. So I really think it starts with having them see your humanity. I like things like you. I like hiking. I like going out in nature. And once you form that sort of connection with them, they start to stop villainizing you and understand where you're coming from. And just like Najee was saying, show them kindness because I believe our community is not anything about being mean. It is all about love and acceptance. And I think that if they start to understand that, that that's our real mission, then they start to understand. Yeah, kind of like the graphic where it says love is love. Mm -hmm. Um, Sarah, how does your group then here at Utah Tech try and break that stigma down? Um, What resources do you offer um, individuals in your club here in Southern Utah? Honestly, I feel like our club has a lot of different resources and we're trying to really get those out because we have Pride of Southern Utah that hosts like the Pride Festival like Najee was talking about here on campus. We have the LGBTQ Resource Center and unfortunately right now we're still in the hiring process, but in the past and they will do it once we get someone hired, they can meet with them individually to have somebody to connect with them, to mentor them, to understand them. We host weekly events, monthly events within Circle. So we really try and form community and work with different partners like Equality Utah and Circle, Pride of Southern Utah, and just get those resources out there so that people feel that community and they feel that love and support. So it sounds it sounds like it's all about connection and community and love and also holding events. And so what kind of events then do you offer or hold that try to bring that out? So every single Friday, we host an event called Fabulous Friday. It's just typically like a really fun event. We've done like a childhood night where we played with Legos, made friendship bracelets, which I thought was really fun. This next Friday, we're doing a sip and paint night where we're going to paint tote bags, watch a Christmas movie, sip some hot chocolate. We do nails and mocktails. People of all genders can paint their nails, sip some mocktails. So it's really just fun events that allies can come to meet us, you know, just form a community. So it sounds like fun. (laughs) They are. (laughs) They are. (laughs) Najee, how how can we approach the public then? We kind of talked about this a little bit when it comes to educating them, though, about these issues and these high numbers that we we saw on the screen just moments ago. Well, um, like a way we can like 
bring out the community is like we do post a lot of on our like Instagrams and whatnot, like social media, excuse me. And just to reach out to the community like, hey, this is what's going on. And then this is how you can educate yourself and whatnot. And if you want to learn any more new information, you're more than welcome to contact us, email us, whatever works best for you. Just so you know, like this is what we do. And then this is what we're trying to achieve. Right. Yeah, that's good. And and Sarah, have have you known anyone who's tried to take their own life as a result of um, feeling uh, unworthy because of where they feel their love is coming from? Yes. So um, unfortunately, when I was in fourth grade, so about nine years old, my sister um, tried to commit suicide. So I, it's very tender to my heart. And I have experienced since that I have met very many individuals, similar experiences. So. And, and it's all because we talked about not trying to fit in. How about here at Utah Tech um, University? Have we have we we talked about the population among the 250 that might be signed up on that? But you know, every year we saw staggering statistics of people feeling not welcome or not not worthy or not, and that's wrong. Um, what can we do here on campus and even beyond campus to be able to say, no, this is wrong. Um, we love you. I really think so. The center that we're included in is the Center for Inclusion and Belonging. And I think that that's a very good thing that we're starting to do and just to have that place for everybody to come and belong. And I really think that it takes allies to come to those events. It takes community members to stand up. It takes the Dean of Students. It takes big people on the university platform to be saying, we support you, we love you. Because it can take, it can come from a student and that means a lot. And I have felt like every student on this campus can make an impact. But I do think it takes the higher ups coming to the events, showing their support, saying that they love the LGBT community. Right, exactly. And Najee, how would you answer that? I mean, just to piggy off back of what Sarah said is that we have a center for people to, for individuals to come to if they feel like they don't belong and they can come and relax and enjoy themselves with anybody. Right. That's good. And, and so how, how can we get involved then from the community standpoint? You kind of mentioned it a little bit, Sarah, but how else can we get involved to be able to help you stand up and stand up for yourselves. Is there a way we can, I mean, we're doing it right now with this show. We're educating, we're talking about it. I mean, think the more you talk about something, the more people realize, hey, wait a minute, maybe I'm the one that's being closed-minded or I'm the one that's got the problem here. Um, be it to someone's mind to actually make up the mind to think that way. <laughs> but how do we... How do we get people involved to thinking uh, thinking better? You can definitely show your support. Um, you can also reach out or, um, you know, educate others as well. Yeah. Do you invite the public then in through Encircle or through programs to come in and say, hey, we'd like to talk to you about why we feel this way? I mean, is there something we can do? to get that word out because obviously I'm, we're here talking about suicide prevention. This is a big deal. And we want to make sure that that isn't being, you know, being the roller coaster that falls down the hill, so to speak, uh, the snowball that just keeps rolling. We need to stop this because that's what part of our efforts are here is to stop suicide. Um, 
It's, it's not something we want to talk about, but it's something we have to talk about. And I think it's the same way, you know, you can't just go hide it behind a door uh, somewhere. You have to talk about it. Um, do you have any ideas on how we could do this? Oh, I have so many different okay. ways. <laughs> Great. Take it away. <laughs> First of all, for their fabulous Fridays, they're technically only for Utah Tech students, but we also allow community members to come. For instance, we had a drag show what, two months ago, October 19th, mm-hmm. and the community was welcome to that. So that would have been a great opportunity for community members to come and support us. On January 19th, Equality Utah is coming down here to do a Q Talk, which is a queer TED Talk, and that would be a great opportunity for people to come, learn about the queer community, meet people in the queer community, and show their allyship. We also do monthly queer brunches at Encircle, where everybody is welcome. People can just go to Encircle. We've had city councilmen, we've reached out to city council members and invited them to go to Encircle. Um, Another thing is right now in the city council and St. George, we're kind of needing a little bit of support, so simply going to the city council meetings and voicing your support for the queer community. And honestly, if people can just reach out to me if they want to support us, I would love to get in contact with them and we can figure out a way that they can show their support. And how would they do that? Go through the, how? How do they reach out to you? Can I share my personal email? Is that <laughs> <laughs> well, either that or if, if there's a way to go through the, the Utah Tech, uh, your club. Is there a club address or a club email or not? I know it's in the works. We just switched. So we, before we were student association, now we're student organization. But if you contact like the higher, like multicultural inclusion student association, which I'm a part of as well. There's many ways that you can get in contact. And I saw that on the Utah Tech um, website, which we showed just moments ago, about, you know, how to how to reach out. So just get a hold of Utah Tech and, <laughs> and, and search around and Google it or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, and also we have an Instagram page. It's ut.lgbtqso, and that's a really good way just to keep up to date. We'll post things about like, for instance, I met with the police chief the other week. And so it's just a good way to stay in contact with the youth at Utah Tech. All right. And and the same way with Encircle, where, where do we, how do we reach out that way? Um, a couple people have came into the house because they were wondering what it was. They're like, what is Encircle? Like, what is yeah. this place? And so we have one of our home supervisors who kind of explained to them, this is what we are and this is what we do. And then, you know, we're just here for support and whatnot. And um, we do have Facebook. There is a, a website as well. And there is Facebook as well that uh, community members can reach out to. And just Encircle? dot com or it's encircledtogether.org if I'm dot org. Okay. Yes. And 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 Encircle is a statewide organization. We've yes. had them on here before. So there's three or four places. I think they're going to be building another house. They are. They're actually building one in Las Vegas as well. Oh wow. Um, one in Las Vegas and then I believe one in Arizona. Wow. So this is this is taken off like wildfire. It is. And it is. You know, it's great to have that support and a place that is an open door instead of the door closed that we talked about earlier. Um, Najee, what kind of support then is out there for those who may be struggling um, in our communities? I mean, through either Encircle or or just how do they reach out? There's a lot of support that we have um, that even the university and Encircle has. Like we 
personally are there for them to come to and talk to. Like we do offer therapy services as well. And we have students and adults who come and talk to our home supervisors about any issues that occur throughout the community and then what they have issues with as well. So we are always here for support and they are there. Like we're always here as a support system. Yeah. And I know that um, the Live On campaign, which is something that we push through Reach for Hope, um, that's a very good resource for anybody to get on and find out more information about. And it's all categorized by seniors and, and everybody that's struggling out there. There's there's always help for people. The hard part is reaching out. Yes. I don't think that anybody that's struggling wants to be put in that category of of stigma or whatever they want to do it, it makes you look weak but it's really not it i think you're a stronger person for reaching out and uh, asking for that help and, and accepting it um going through the therapy that you mm -hmm. talked about then you are for to sit there and go oh well um it's just me i'm gonna go hide my head in the sand um what can we do to encourage people who are having struggles to do that reach out and what can we do as a community to reach out to them and say, Hey, let me take you by the hand and bring you in and help you out. Because I know we just got uh, recently got the new nine eight eight number. I don't know how many people are, are, are calling that number or doing anything with it, but I think that that has, you can text it and that too uh, can help out. Is that right? Tell me if I'm wrong. I don't know. <laughs> Anybody? You're not wrong at all. Okay. You're, you're right. Do you know of anybody that's reached out through these resources? Not personally. Yeah. It's a tough thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you think, Sarah? I definitely, I haven't heard about like the 988, anybody reaching out specifically with that, but I do know I've had people reach out to me. I've had people say that like this just community in general is good so that they feel supported, that they have those contacts because sometimes it's hard to, you don't even know who you should contact to get support, so... And and we already talked about this. Um, it's just easy to walk through the door. Give us the hours. It was real quick before at Encircles open and, and how you can just walk in. Right. So Encircle is open from Mondays through Fridays, 3 to 8 p.m. Um, Walk-in hours. Um, you, are, you can schedule a tour <clears throat> through our home assistant home supervisor as well. So, yeah. And as we see on the screen, you'll feel right at home, it says. Yes. Um, I'm not exactly sure the address, but I, uh, it's, I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember on the top of my head. Anyway, look it up. It's called In Circle. <laughs> and uh, how about the, the uh, club here on campus? Does that have extended hours or anything, or is it just open during school hours? Or how does some, can anybody just walk in? Or what, how, does that, how open is that? So the CIB, the Center of Inclusion and Belonging, is located in the Browning on the first floor. We have like a little couch and like some desks and stuff. People can go in there, watch some movies, just stay there, feel community. So I think it's just pretty much open school hours. I think it gets the doors get locked at like 9 p.m. and mm -hmm. open at like 8 a.m. Monday through Friday. Yeah. So obviously there's help out there. You can do, you can reach out for help. Is there anything else you'd like to say about uh, that I haven't touched on or you haven't touched on that you'd like to say about how we can help? Because like I said, we're all here in this world together and we need to learn to live together. And, um, you know, it's, it's a tough thing to, to see people struggling when there's really no need for it. Um, 
we need to all be kinder. We, we need to all think about other people and not just our selfish selves. Um, and that goes both ways. I mean, how can we, you know, feel more included, I guess? You know, if a person needs help, like, I feel like they shouldn't be afraid to ask or even go. Like, if they need the support, they should just get up and go. That easier said than done, but yes, you're right. <laughs> it, it is, yes, it is a little <laughs> difficult to do that. Um, I have personally, like, I have struggled with that myself, but, you know, I had to, like, I had a couple of encouragers who motivated me to, you know, if you're struggling, you have to go, like... You know, it's there for a reason. Like we are there for a reason. We are there to support you through anything. And, and we're here to and, listen. And we have the Booth Wellness Center here, yes. which is free to students. They have mental health counseling. They have group counseling. They have all sorts of resources there as well. And um, I, I, th- I would encourage anybody that's having um, problems with anything to, to reach out. How about you, Sarah? Is there anything else you'd like to say? I would say before people post on social media, before people say something that is mean or offensive, really consider who you are affecting, what that is going to do, whether it's just going to tear somebody down or whether it's going to pull somebody up, because it's better to say nothing (laughs) if it's not nice. And for the members who are struggling in the LGBTQ community, there is community. You're not alone. Many people... It's just because in Utah, a lot of people aren't super out, but there is that community. If you reach out and you will find a huge queer community. That's great. Well, I'd like to thank you both for joining me today. And uh, just remember that we're all in this life together. And if you see something, say something. And if you know something and if you need help, call 988 or text it. Thanks for watching. And we hope you have a pleasant day. Bye. The Reach for Hope Coalition wants you to know that we care about you and we are here to help. If you or someone you know is thinking about suicide, reach out. You're not alone. To access resources for yourself or others, visit our webpage at reachforhopeutah.org. That's reach, the number four, hopeutah.org. If you are experiencing a crisis, please call or text the Suicide Crisis Lifeline at 988 because you matter and there is always hope. This has been a production from a podcast studio.